Welcome to the Legends of Lanamora podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Nathan. With me this evening, I have Nicole. Hello. Emily. Hello. And Nova. Hello. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. In last week's episode, well, I should say in the last two episodes, they split the party. Nope, I split the party. Well, I split the party and they didn't do anything to stop it, so... Who's really in the wrong here? (laughs) It's always you. (laughs) You are the one leading us. Well, yeah, usually the storyteller leads the story, so I'm just saying. That's some bold language coming from the person who burned a barn down last episode. Um, (laughs) Two episodes ago. Two episodes ago, technically, yes. Um, so, in, in in the last two episodes, uh, the party had been split up. They were at the Broadwing Millers, who was a contact of Dorena Ravenridge. Trezic Broadwing is his name. He's a red dragonborn. They were spending the night at uh, Broadwing Milling, and uh, Drew woke up in the middle of the night and saw in front of her her mom, or who she thought was her mom. Could have could have sworn it was her mother coming back after they had been leaving secret messages for each other. Uh, turns out it wasn't. And uh, she got kidnapped. She got drew-napped. Saf woke up in the middle of the night, had to use the little girl's room, and uh, saw that someone had been dragged off and went to investigate. Found out it was Drew burned a barn down. Like you do. In the morning, Scar woke up and saw all of this as well. Found out about some tiny magicians, tiny bears, and then ran off to go see what was going on, because Scar and Drew were nowhere to be found. She did find, however, a burned-down barn. Wouldn't you know it? Also, she saw an elf with a lot of scarves on and two uh, burly bodyguards, and she was in the middle of threatening them. At the end of two episodes ago, at the end of last week's episode, Scar and Drew had just escaped the burning barn itself, uh, and were accosted by, or not accosted, there was a... Were we accosted, or or did we accost? Because I'm pretty sure we accosted. Yeah, they were the accosters. The accostee in question was a dwarf with a artificer's eye, in fact, that could help them see invisibility. Uh, Saf and Drew were invisible, creeping through at his bounty, trying to get away from the burning barn, uh, and they were accosted by this dwarf... Uh, in, or sorry, they accosted this dwarf. In said accosting, uh, Drew killed him. Did I? I don't remember killing him. I thought I let him go. Yeah, you well, definitely well, cast cure wounds on him. I remember because I was trying to get you all to use as many spell slots as possible. Oh, that's right. I killed him and then let him go. Yeah, and then let him go. Uh, when he died temporarily, <laughs> when he was temporarily temporarily unalived. I only killed him a little bit. Um, Drew heard a voice say far. And that was it. And then that was the end of the episode as uh, Drew and Saf came up on Scar threatening Drew's mom. Or who we believe is Drew's mom. Anyway, that that's where we ended after that, that's our nice little bow. This is where we are right now. Welcome to the Legends of Lanamore podcast. This is episode 18. The last thing that Scar you have heard was Scar, no. Yeah. Uh, and you've got your Warhammer up in the face of this elf woman with all these scarves on. 
Do you stop? Do you, in fact, stop? I guess so, yeah. I mean, it's not like I, I just had it out and I was like, all right, we're about to fight. Like, I wasn't, like, in mid-swing or anything like that. No, I, I had know. just taken it out and I was like, I know you're lying to me. You were lightly threatening. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I turn around and I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, okay, you you see uh, Saf and Drew uh, coming up to you. They appear to be fine, maybe a little tired. Uh, quick question. Uh, Drew and Saf, you were keeping track of your spell slots last episode, correct? Yes, correct. I was. And still know how many spell slots you have expended? Correct. And you still have no armor on or gear? Correct. Perfect. Okay. Which is why I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. Good. <laughs> Good. And that's another down spell slot. That gives you plus two to AC, correct? Yes. Thank you. I love it. Okay. So, uh, Scar, that is what you see. What do you do? Or should I tell you what this elf woman does? I mean... I'm giving you... First action right of refusal here. I mean, they told me to stop, but, like, I feel like that's not Scar's bag, like, at all. But at the same time, like, I'm very frustrated with, like, all the shit that I just came upon that I'm, like, I don't know what happened to these two. So I feel like that would be my first priority. It would be, like, all right, what, like, what, what You haven't even had your morning croissant yet. (laughs) Croissant. Like, (laughs) croissant. Like, like, okay, what? Like, I don't turn my back, but I, like, I'm keeping myself between two, the two parties, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm ready for whatever's about to happen. Excellent. Drew and Saf, what, what, what do you all do? You, uh, Drew, you see your mom again, who you probably think isn't your mom anymore. Okay. And, uh, Saf, you recognize... Everyone here. Well, I also last episode told Drew that this was a changeling impersonating her mother, if I remember correctly. A doppelganger. Are we not allowed to use TM changeling? Doppelgangers are different than changelings. Okay. How so? Explain. Yeah. You're going to have to roll a history check for that. 14. What do I know about the differences between changelings and doppelgangers? Uh, so, Drew, with that 14, you would understand that changelings are similar to Eladrin in that they're pretty closely connected with the Fae and that they have their shape shifting abilities are granted through Fae magic. Doppelgangers are more anomalous in the way that they're able to shapeshift. It's not something that's granted by the Fae so much. It's more something that's, um, you know, you could have a a family of doppelgangers um, and having doppelganger offspring and so on and so forth. But, you know, a changeling wouldn't necessarily be able to have a changeling offspring, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're similar, but they're not identical. And this is a doppelganger. This is a doppelganger. So, no fey magic involved here. Okay. No fey here, sir. Okay. I feel this is like a very much like a, that's my purse, I don't know you kind of moment. Like, I don't really know. I feel like Drew's upset and she's mad and honestly, Drew would attack this thing. 
And like, I feel like we just, you just made it so that I told, I told Scar to stop, which is, means that I, yeah, why can't be like, stop. stop if you knew that this no, wasn't her was mom? Me saying stop. Yes. Yeah, I didn't say, I didn't say who said stop. And then Saf said it at the end of the last episode. So Saf said it, not Drew. But doesn't, doesn't Saf know too? Yeah, yeah but we need to get the me. information from that doppelganger as to what that doppelganger told Sir Les Fay. Did we? Because the doppelganger, when I was overhearing uh, over Drew's unconscious body when they were chatting, they were talking about how they sent the message to Sir Les Fay and they were waiting for next orders, basically. So we don't know how much they told them. Okay. I'm going to cast Fear on this doppelganger. You project a phantasmal image of a creature's worst fears. Each creature in a 30-foot cone must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or drop whatever it is holding and become frightened for the duration. While frightened by the spell, a creature must take the dash action and move away from you by the safest available route on each of its turns unless there is nowhere to move. If the creature ends its turn in its location where it doesn't have one of set of you, the creature can make a wisdom saving throw on a successful save. The spell ends for that creature. Well, I forget that it makes it run away. Why is that part of it? Can I make him freeze? I want him freezing. Sure, we can and put I have some... whole person, but I want him to be scared of me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we can, we can play with some flavor on this. I'm okay with that. Thank you. So long as there is a condition applied, either, you know... You have to dash away or you are frozen with fear. That's fine. What's the spell save DC and what is my, uh, what, what kind of, it's a wisdom, right? Yes, it is wisdom. Spell save DC is 15. Uh, what does it look like when you attempt to cast fear on the doppelganger? Well, it's sort of a Bargart situation, fuck J.K. Rowling, but um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a creature's worst fear. So I'm assuming that, like, part of the magic is that it knows the worst fear, so I'm going to need that information. Okay. Well, uh, what, I mean, like, is there, like, a magical effect that you do or something like that? I'm going to scream, hey, you. Hey, you! And, like, point Uh directly and, like, at this person, and I want him to be very afraid. Okay. So you point, and there's a little twinkle in your eyes, and if anyone was watching closely, your arcane focus would glow a little bit, um, and that twinkle would go from your eyes to the doppelganger's eyes. But as you see that twinkle hit, it immediately dissipates. And um, Scar, can you make me a strength saving throw, please? That's a 27. Okay, you managed to evade the grasp of the bodyguards as the doppelganger screams, uh, hold her! You can't uh, fear me! Um, so, so you managed to evade the grasp, but as you duck down and come back up, you see that you're standing in front of you. And then we're going to need to roll initiative, everyone, please. Oh my god, do not do this, like, Shadow Link bullshit with me. It's like Kirby. (laughs) I hate this. 21 total. Or 22. (laughs) 14. 
You said 22 as well? No, I said you said 21 total, I said 22. Yeah, yeah. Good. I don't know, I want to go first. This is the best thing about being friends with Nicole. She always wants to go first. I do. <laughs> and I always never want to go first. That's the perfect. best part about being friends with me. It's perfect. It's one of it. Yeah. It's one of them. <laughs> But like, that's like a metaphor for all things in your life. You're always just like, I'll do it. And it's just, it's nice to be friends with somebody who wants to just always go do the thing. That's fair. I never do. That's fair. Okay, Scar, you're going to be first. You are standing in front of yourself. The elf is, the elf woman is no longer there. And you have just evaded the grasp of one of the bodyguards. So there's another bodyguard standing there behind you. The you that's not you. And... You're standing there right in front of you with your Warhammer. I would like to hit myself, but like not myself, <laughs> hit the thing that's pretending to be me. Okay, roll a melee attack for me, please. Well, my initiative, my proficiency is plus four. And look at, my attack is what? Strength? Strength modifier, yeah, so plus five. So it's a nine. I. As a fighter, if I get a 19, that's an automatic. Yeah, it's... I'm a warrior. Where is it? I know I have that. Yeah, crit on a 19 or 20 attack roll, so I crit. Yeah, so, okay. So you crit yourself. Okay. <laughs> get it? But in a good way. <laughs> but in a good way. Um, so, roll me some damage, please. Alright, so when I crit... That means I do double the damage. Mm -hmm. Double damage plus your um, strength modifier. So it's 2d8 plus 5. That's 15 damage. Excellent. Damn. It's not as much as I wanted. You are a fighter, so you probably have multiple attacks there. I do. I am going to attack again. Oh, I also also can do plus 2 and I'm using a one-handed weapon. So then it would be a 17 to Level 12, you probably get three attacks per round now. I think so. Beginning fifth level, you can attack twice. The attacks increase to three when you reach level 11. So we're t- level 12, right? And then you can use an action surge to attack again, can't you? Which means I'd get three more, wouldn't I? Or some shit like yep. that? Yeah. Yep. Which, that's insane. Um, okay, so I'm going to attack again. That's a 19 to hit. That'll hit. Not a crit 19, it was plus, it was 14 plus 5. Okay. Um, so 15 again, and then does a 17 hit? Uh, 17 will hit. Yes. Uh, 14 damage for that one. And I am going to do the action surge, so I'm going to attack three more times. Okay. Okay, I know, I know a 17 hits plus 5 would be 22. 13 damage. Does a 16 hit? No, it does not. Damn it. Okay, so that one doesn't hit. Oh no. The fifth attack that I've done on this thing <laughs> hasn't hit. Nat 20 on that one. The last one. Okay, that's crit. Um, well, I only got two crits. 2d8. <laughs> 17. And I'm done. <laughs> uh, I just did like 90 points of damage almost. 
Yes. What does this flurry of blows look like? Obviously not the monk's flurry of blows, but your 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 assault on this doppelganger, what does it look like? I mean, basically, like, once those guys try to grab me and I evade that shit, I just start, just come out swinging. Like, I'm just like, like, don't you dare try to fucking look like me. What the shit? <laughs> okay, as you are... Um, Swinging against yourself, you're kind of turning in a, a circle. The, the the doppelganger is trying to avoid you as you're kind of moving around, and so you're kind of spinning around each other as you're standing in place in your you know little ten foot box. Does she look exactly in. like me? Exactly like you, like to a T. To a T, Warhammer and everything. Is this going to be a problem for me when these guys attack? We'll see. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Drew, it's your turn. You just, oh, no. You just I saw, swear to God. You see Scar fighting herself right in front of you. You saw like a, a flurry of activity. One of the bodyguards reached down and tried to get Scar, and then all of a sudden there were two scars there and now they're kind of dancing around each other one is just wailing on the other one and you're not quite sure which one is which (laughs) okay can i roll like a perception investigation history (laughs) to see if i know which one's which yes please roll me any one of those but give me some flavor on it for how you're looking. Let's go for let's go for perception because I have a plus seven to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say I'm looking for the angrier one because I feel like Scar would be angry about this, like really, really, really angry. But the other one would be more like smug about it. So like I'm looking, I'm trying to read like facial expressions and body cues. Okay, uh, let's see that perception roll. Uh, 19 plus 7. Okay, you know the one that is doing the wailing is Scar Scar, <laughs> not Doppelganger Scar. Um, okay, I want to attack Doppelganger Scar with an Eldritch Blast, but I'm also going to use one of my invocations Ooh. that I got from my Warlock patron. Um, grasping Eldritch Blast is what I'm going to use, so... You're gonna um, get it's over just like here. regular Eldritch Blast, except I get to grab him and snatch him ten feet towards me. Cool. Roll a ranged spell attack. You love to see a warlock use Eldritch Blast. Right. And an invocation in one turn. <laughs> 17. That will hit. Oh, hell yeah. Um, okay, a beam of crackling energy streaks toward the creature within range. Make a ranged spell attack on a hit. Target takes 1d10 force damage. Um, once you reach higher levels... So what level am I right now? But Do I use the full level I am? Read the spell description. Uh, the spell creates more than one beam when you reach high, higher levels. Two beams at 5th level, three beams at 11th level, and four beams at 17th level. You can direct the beams at the same target or at different ones. Make a separate attack roll for each beam. Uh, so you are level 12, but you're level 6 warlock, so it'll be two beams. Two beams. Okay, so I roll again? Yes. For second beam? For second beam. That is an 18 plus 7, so that hits. Mm-hmm. So 2d10. 
That is a seven. That is also a seven. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, do I need to make a save to prevent being pulled your way? Um, it does not say. It, it just says once on each of your turns, uh, you hit a creature with your Eldritch Blast, you can move that creature in a straight line ten feet closer to yourself. It does not say you get to prevent that. Okay, then I do not prevent that. So you pull Not Scar towards you ten feet, correct? Yeah. All right. Uh, not Scar is about twenty feet away from you now. Uh, Scar, as you're wailing on not you, uh, all of a sudden a what does the grasping Eldritch Blast look like now, uh, Drew? You've never done this before. Um, no, I'm gonna say it looks like a crackling, like black, uh, purple with purple, like lightning going through it. Uh, energy as it like lashes out and it envelops this like it's two beams and then it envelops this person and then seems to pull them towards me mm, gross um, mm-hmm. that'll bring us to the first bodyguard who is the one that was not the one that tried to get uh, Scar uh, it is he He's standing there in front of you, Scar, and is as confused as Drew was initially, that there are now two of you there, (laughs) but seeing his compatriot get pulled away, he's just gonna take a guess and swing at you. Okay. He can try. Uh, That's a 19. Not gonna do it. Uh, His second attack... Will not do it either. Uh, he's got a, a big great axe that he's swinging uh, two-handed at you, and he's just swinging wildly, kind of confused. Also trying not to hit his buddy, but just swings wild, swings too wide. Saf, it is your turn. You see that Scar was fighting herself, and now she's not. And Drew has pulled one of the scars towards you. You're not sure if that is Scar Scar or if that is the doppelganger. <laughs> Please make me a perception or history or something like that. How am I not? I witnessed this whole thing. You've, you've witnessed it, but you haven't made a determination yourself. 17 perception. Uh, okay. So you are assuming that Drew is pulling not Scar to try and harm not Scar. I guess. Because uh, your your thought is that Drew thinks Scar can take care of herself. So she's going to try and handle the other Scar, the doppelganger. So you your your thought is that Drew has the doppelganger and Scar is between the two baddies. Okay, how far am I from the doppelganger scar versus how far am I from the first goon that's closest to me? You are about 20 feet away from the doppelganger as it's being pulled towards Drew, and you're about 30, 35 feet away from the closest bodyguard. All right, would you allow me to... We're in like an alley of sorts, right? So the doppel... Yeah, let me set the scene again, because I haven't done that. I meant to do it earlier. So um, the doppelganger and the two bodyguards were sitting at the mouth of an alley overlooking the charred remains of the barn. Uh, so, so the barn is kind of set in, you know, an open space 
um, Saf and Drew were approaching from that open space. And so you're pulling the doppelganger and into this open space. Remember, there's copper mantles over by the barn to assessing the situation and what's going on there. Okay. Um, so you're, you're pulling them out from the alley. Okay. I am going to run up to the doppelganger Scar while shouting at normal Scar... You didn't happen to grab my shit, did you? <laughs> and then I cast non-lethally shocking grasp on the doppelganger. We've already uh, love that we just say non-lethal in front of things that are like clearly very lethal. Well, we've already <laughs> established that shocking grasp is non-lethal. It's like a taser. Yeah, it's like a taser. Um, so okay, uh, roll me a. It's a melee spell attack, right? It's just instant touch. Okay, if you can touch him, you can shock him. So, that's... We're level 12. That's 3d8. 15 damage. Okay. Non-lethally. <laughs> Just tased right in the butt. Uh, as you cast Shock and Grasp on who you believe to be the doppelganger, they are... Uh, what color is your electricity? Your electric damage? Lightning damage? Oh, Have we ever established that? I don't think so. I want to say like a... A neon blue and yellow kind of interchanged electrical current. Like visible electrical current. But like mm -hmm. blue and yellow in like a kind of way. So, like, it alternates between the colors. It's not both colors at the same time. Well, yeah, like, certain sparks of it are blue, certain sparks of it are yellow. Gotcha. So, you add your blue and yellow uh, electricity to Scar's black and purple, or, sorry, Drew's black and purple electricity, and uh, you see the Scar that is in Drew's grasp. The disguise starts to fail. It's starting to flicker. You're seeing the true doppelganger form and Scar at the same time as you're right up there next to it. Um, so yeah. you found the doppelganger. Um, <laughs> they are still conscious and still trying to resist the effects of this Eldritch uh, grasp. So once on each of your turns when you hit a creature with Eldritch Blast, you can move that creature in a straight line 10 feet close to yourself. So it's you have to hit with the Eldritch Blast each time, and yes. then it pulls it forward. Yes. So, um, okay. So, like, it's done at this point. Like, he can do whatever. Gotcha. Okay, so the doppelganger is now standing there in front of Drew. So, if you imagine all of this is happening at once, because that's how D&D &D combat happens, um, Drew has pulled this scar out of the fray and yanked it forward as Saf runs up and Shock and grasp tasers it, and as the the grasping eldritch blast ends and the shock and grasp ends as well, the doppelganger is there right in front of Saf, and it's going to try and backhand you with Scar's warhammer. Rude. Uh, that is a twenty-one. 
I think that hits. Oh, no. I think it hits the non-existent armor except for Shield of Faith that you currently have on yourself. <laughs> what is your Warhammer against uh, damage, Scar? It's 1d8 bludgeoning. Okay, that is 11 damage. Saf? Now it's going to smack again. Mm. Uh, that's not going to do it. That's only a 13. No. Your AC doesn't happen to be uh, lower than 13 with no armor and just uh, shield of faith. Yeah. Even without my actual armor. Okay. Um, so it uh, the doppelganger has just been tased by you and pulled by Drew, and it is not happy. So it backhands you with uh, Scar's Warhammer, and then it comes in for another attack, but you're able to dodge out of the way. It looks like it's losing some of its composure as it's trying to hold on to being, uh, you know, Scar and fight you as well. And that'll bring us to the second bodyguard who will try and apprehend Scar again. It's going to try and grapple you, Scar. It can try. Do an opposed strength check for me, please. 22. Uh, so this bodyguard comes up and tries to give you a big old bodyguard bear hug, and you just whoop, slip right out. <laughs> I'm a slippery little sucker. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of weird to think of, because Scar is definitely the biggest one in this party, and this bodyguard is bigger than you. So that's its turn. It's gonna... The bodyguard's then gonna kind of hold its ground and wait for orders from the doppelganger. The doppelganger hasn't told these bodyguards to do anything as of yet. And it's going to bring us back to the top of the order. Scar, it's your turn. How close is the doppelganger to me? Doppelganger's ten feet behind you now. Drew has pulled it away. Alright, so the bodyguard that just tried to grab me, I'm going to hit that guy. Okay. It's probably best if you don't fight yourself. As much as I know that, like, I feel like Scar would really like that. Like, she's like, hell yeah, finally, like, a worthy adversary. <laughs> like, she's ready to go. But at the same time, it's confusing it's for you Yeah, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit the bodyguard that just tried to grab me. Okay. Um, so funny. So nineteen to hit. Uh, that will hit. That's eight damage. So let's hit him again. 19 again. Mm-hmm. Not crit 19. Just 14. Yes. That'll um, hit. 10 damage. And an unnatural 20. Okay. It hits. It's 13 more damage. Uh, okay. You knock this bodyguard around as it tried to grab you. You kind of... Like Nobby. <laughs> You kind of just shove it with, like, the pommel of your Warhammer and then just give him a few good whacks right in the back. Uh, you, you put some yeah. good... <laughs> pretzel him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, except in this case, when you are bopping this bodyguard, you put a few good dents in his uh, plate armor. Hell yeah. So that's Scar's turn. Drew, it is your turn. You see Scar right in front of Saf. And Scar fighting a bodyguard. You know which one is which, but it's just funny to say. (laughs) 
scars everywhere. Um, <laughs> since it's a cantrip and we love to see it, I'm gonna cast Eldritch Blast again, and I need to, I just I need him to get a little closer to me. Um, I just I just want one touch. I just need one. Um, so if he can get a little closer. Um, Do we know if it's a he or she? This this Nathan's been saying he. Interesting. So I'm 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 taking it from the DM. Yeah. Um, Eldritch Blast. So that was. It's a regular spell. I'm like, how do I do it? It's a normal fucking spell. It's not that Range nothing. spell attack, please. Uh, 14 plus 7. Uh, that's going to do it. Yep. That, that's that's enough. That's 21. 2 D10s. That's a 4. That's a 3. Okay. Uh, so 7 damage, and I just... Uh, 10 feet closer. Okay. Uh, so... Scar has been pulled ten feet closer towards you. Uh, you see that similar flicker that uh, Sap saw, where the, um, the doppelganger is kind of losing focus. Can I like retcon the way it looks to say it's like a there's a it's like a tendril itself that wraps around this dude, and I like make this motion, and he like pulls closer to me. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Cool. I love it, Drew. That was your turn. Uh, it's now the bodyguard's turn again. Uh, it this this is the bodyguard that didn't just get assaulted by Scar. It's going to try and do its own assaulting with its great axe. Um, to me, or? to Scar, yes. Um, that first attack's not going to hit. That it was a four, and the second one is a seventeen. That's not going to do it. Again, Scar is able to hold her own against these two bodyguards. The first attack just completely misses. The second attack uh, bounces off your dragon scale armor, which you were very, very wise to have put on in this instance, or have slept in, I guess. Because <laughs> of course I do. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Saf, it is your turn. How close is Doppelganger to me? At this point. Uh, ten feet behind you now as Drew pulled it closer. So it's ten feet ten feet closer to uh, Drew, who is twenty feet away from you. So you're ten feet away from the uh, doppelganger and twenty feet away from Drew, about ten or fifteen feet away from Scar. You're right in the middle. Just where a an unarmored artificer wants to be. Yeah, you're, you're getting the fray. Uh, you don't even have your weapons? No, because you didn't grab my shit. <laughs> Listen, I take care of my own shit. That's like, um, on you. I'm going to... Uh, are the two goons within five feet of each other? Uh, no, Scar is in between them. Okay, I'm going to cast Acid Splash at the goon that Scar is fighting. So, it's 60 feet. Okay. You could choose one creature within range, and the target must succeed on dex saving throw or take 1d6 acid damage. Or a spell increases damage when you reach 5th, 11th, and 17th level. So, 3d6 damage if it fails. Okay. Uh, what's your spell save, DC? That is 14. Uh, and this is a wide enough range to get both of them? Or does or just one of them? It's a uh, they have to be within five feet of each other to uh, make contact with both targets. 
Gotcha. So you only be able to get yeah. So there, you'll only be able to get one. Which one are you looking to get? There's one who Scar has knocked around a few times, and one who has, to your knowledge, not been hit at all. Um, I'm just going to aid Scar in the one that she's currently fighting. Okay. Uh, so fourteen. What does your acid splash look like? Have you done this before? No, I've never done it before. Um, Come here, it's, uh, <laughs> Imagine Spider-Man shooting their web, basically. That's me shooting like a web of acid, and I'm going to aim it at his face. Okay, uh, so you throw the throw this acid out. You, you do you do a cool cool hand gesture and. There's acid coming out of your hands. Um, because you don't have the augment of Andy to kind of help you through with the trajectories and everything, it misses its mark and it lands behind the, the bodyguard in the alley. Okay. Yeah, that's my turn. I'm just going to stay in the middle. <laughs> okay. Doppelganger Scar looks around and um, after being pulled forward again... And looks around at all of you, kind of seeing what's happening with the situation. And they are going to cast a spell. Uh, All of the sudden, you see uh, not a whole lot as a swirling fog uh, envelops Saf and the doppelganger and Drew. Uh, so, Scar, you don't see this. You're still fighting the bodyguards. It's right on the edge of your fight with the bodyguards. Uh, so there's now a thick fog on the battlefield. Um, and that is going to be the doppelganger's turn. The next bodyguard, uh, the one who's been knocked around a bit, is going to try and gain their composure and fight back against Scar. That's not going to do it. And that's not going to do it. Jeez, I'm rolling. I'm invincible. I a four and a five for my multi-attack. That's garbage. This is why we don't have combat. My dice suck. I am invincible. Um, okay, so the bodyguard swings at you again, but having you know these dents in the back of its armor, it doesn't have as much mobility as it used to have. And uh, it, it's not able to... Um, connect it's not able to land it's it's range of movement is not as good which will bring us back to the top of your scar it's your turn again yay okay so i guess i'm gonna attack the same bodyguard that just tried to hit me Mm -hmm. okay that guy does a 14 hit that's not gonna hit does 17 hit that'll hit Wait, who? Uh, the bodyguard? No, it doesn't hit the bodyguard. Sorry. Ah, fuck it you. hits the doppelganger, doesn't hit the bodyguard. Sorry. Missed twice in a row? Shush. I'm just. I'm, I'm laughing at how much this guy's missing me that I'm not paying attention to my own shit. Nat 20. Alright, that, that will hit. <laughs> there you go. My, my, I love this dice app. I should use this more often. It only takes two misses for a crit. Uh, 21 damage. Uh, please describe to me as you permanently incapacitate this bodyguard. <gasps> yes. Ooh, uh, so, I, 
like I just said, it was kind of like I was like laughing at how much he was missing me that I like was just kind of flailing about and wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. And then I was like, ah, shit, no, I really gotta hit this guy. So I got my shit together and just really went for it and just bashed him right in the face. All right. He falls over in a pile and uh, the other bodyguard looks at you in disbelief. Like, what? what, what? <laughs> he, he, he steals himself and he's ready to, to fight. But Drew, it is now your turn. Unless Scar wants to move. I guess I could just like yell since I saw, do I see the fog at least? Like I can't see, I see that it's there. Yeah, you see the fog, but you don't see anything past it. Okay, so I'm going to like yell out, I guess, like as like my, that's instead of moving. I'm just going to be like, one bodyguard down, how are y'all? <laughs> okay, so Drew, it's your turn. There is thick fog all around you. Okay, um, so if I wanted to, the the fake scar that was 10 feet in front of me, mm-hmm. if I wanted to hit him with something, would I generally still know where he is? Roll a history to let me know if you would know that. Um, that is an 18. You have a pretty good idea of where you think the, the doppelganger is. You, you're pretty confident in your ability to hit it, even through the fog. I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. Um, so I can make a ranged spell attack, and then if it hits, target takes 4d6 radiant damage, and the next attack on this target uh, in the round has advantage because it is lit up like a fucking Christmas tree, so I think we'll all be able to see it through the fog. Ranged spell attack. 17 plus 7. Okay, that works. Um, yeah, that that's gonna hit. You hit your target, um, and uh, roll for damage, please. So it says I do 4d6 radiant damage, and the damage increases by 1d6 for every level over 1, and I am level 6. Uh, for every spell level above the first level that you cast it at. Yeah. What spell level are you casting it at? Oh, you cast it at 3rd because you're a warlock, or is this a cleric spell? No, this is a cleric spell. So what slot are you using? I'm going to use a third level spell slot. Okay, so you're going to do 66. 66. 66. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to just rattle these numbers off. Y'all ready? <laughs> this is everyone's favorite part of combat. Ready? Okay. Three. Four. Two. Six. Three, six. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Twenty-four damage. That's really good. And it's bright purple. Okay, so a bright purple bolt of light shoots into the fog, and you see it strike, and you see an outline of Scar. Hell yeah. Scar is still up, though. Well, at least we can see where they are. Do you want to move at all? Out of the fog, into the fog, you're right at the edge. Uh, I want to back up. I don't want to be in the fog, in the fog. Okay. Uh, As you back up, you see in the distance the fog seems to have caught the eye of the copper mantles. In the fog, in the fog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, use your remaining movement to get back into the fog. That's going to bring us to bodyguard numero uno, who's going to, now with his great axe, 
uh, attack Scar, and he's going to attack recklessly now. What does that mean? It means he gets advantage. Why? That, that's how barbarians work. It's part of it. Um, you can attack recklessly. It's like a a way to attack. I don't like it. I'm fine with it. Yeah, because that's a 24. And another 24. Um, Fuck you, is what I say. <laughs> uh, and he's attacking with his great axe. Gosh, damn it. Well... He attacked recklessly, but only got six damage. Um, but his second attack, because he's still attacking recklessly, that's going to do it, and that's probably not going to do it. 19 doesn't hit, right? No. Okay. So the first attack hits. Hey, at least we hit Scar. We did it, folks. Tis but a scratch. This is what, what happens when you put lowly bodyguards up against uh, almost demigods. Um mm-hmm. Heroes of the Realm, or whatever it is that Tier 3 is. Alright, so yeah, the bodyguard swings at you with its great axe. It it does make contact with you um, once. It gets a good chunk of your thigh. It doesn't, like, take a chunk out, but it does get a good hit on your thigh. Uh, And then it tries to come in onto your shoulder, and it misses. Rub some dirt in it. Yeah. That'll bring us to Saf. It is your turn. You are enveloped in thick fog and you see Scar glowing about 10 feet away from you in purple light. I feel like you would be aware of that move from me at this point. Can I acid splash the other bodyguard? You cannot see the other bodyguard in the fog. You could try and roll a history and figure out if you remember where it was. Okay, I'll do that is uh 13. Okay, you're pretty sure you know where it is. All right, is that my action or would you allow me to still cast acid splash? No, I'll let you cast. Okay. So, thing to make the spell save DC of 14, otherwise 3d6 acid. And that's dex. Uh Scar, make me a dex saving throw, please. But Fifteen. Uh, okay, uh, Scar, as you're fighting the other bodyguard, you see a glob of something uh, fly past your head. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't hit you, but you see a glob of something fly past your head. You don't know if you hit or not, Saf, as it sails through the fog. Would you like to move away or towards... Uh, the edge of this fog or towards the glowing scar that you see? Uh, I'm going to head towards scar. I feel like Drew's got this under control for the most part. Okay. Uh, you use your movement and you get to the edge of the fog cloud towards the alley. You remember that the, the bodyguards were out towards the alley. You make your way to the edge of the fog. You see scar locked in battle with one of the bodyguards. That's going to bring us to the doppelganger's turn. You see, um, I guess, Saf, you would have your back to the doppelganger the way that you were heading out of the fog into the alley. So Drew is the only one who sees this. Drew, you see the doppelganger change from Scar to Saf. Oh no. About the approximate size of Saf. And then it disappears. 
It's not glowing anymore? It's still glowing, but it disappears. Oh my god, does that mean it gets our abilities too? It's like Kirby. It is like Kirby. It's 100% Kirby. It's cannibalizing our powers. Oh my god, don't let it touch me. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but like, how can it do that? It didn't touch me. Oh no, I gotta look at you. Well, then you're fucked, because... <laughs> it's, it's foggy. <laughs> uh, that's the doppelganger's turn. That's going to be the top of the round. Scar, it is your turn. There's a bodyguard right in front of you. Yeah, well, and I'm pissed that y'all took, took a check out of my thigh. Not cool. So I'm going to attack. 19. Uh, that's that's a crit for me. Yeah, that yeah, is. That's a crit for me. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, 2d8. Seven is thirteen. Uh, one more. Seventeen plus five, twenty-two. That hits. Another thirteen. Damage. Last attempt. Does eighteen hit? Uh, no, it does not. Fuck. Ah, wait. I want to use inspiration. Okay. So Nineteen. Nineteen does hit. Yep. Ten damage. Okay. Ten more. So you... It was like 40 damage. <laughs> uh, yeah, 42 damage. Um, yeah. So you get that uh, hit in the thigh and then are able to fend off the other blow to your shoulder. Uh-huh. And you throw this bodyguard off his rhythm. And uh, you follow up with a series of blows. And you're, you're doing the same thing to this guy that you did to his, his buddy... And just putting big old dents in the armor, making it so that he really can't move at all. And he's doesn't look great. You can see that there's blood coming from the, the points where you hit with the Warhammer. Good. Drew, it's your turn. You're in a fog cloud. You know that there are copper mantles coming. You don't know where Doppelganger is. And you don't know what's happening in the alley. Okay, um, I'm going to do. I'm going to use Toll the Dead, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to point at Lil Staff. Um, it says you point at a creature you can see within range, and the sound of a bell fills the air. Target must succeed on a Wisdom saving throw or take one d8 necrotic damage, one d12 if the target is missing hit points. Uh, and a fifth level, you use two die, which um, I'm six, so I'll use two d12 damage. I'm going to stop you right there. You don't know where Little Staff is. Yeah, you- I thought you said Little Staff was still glowing. No, Little Staff, uh, so it was glowing when it was Scar, and then it turned into Little Staff, and then it disappeared. Because it has, it's, it has Staff's invisibility powers. Okay, well here's my question. Does the glow go away if something is invisible? The guiding bolt only lasts for one round. The glow only lasts for one round. I thought that wasn't true. I looked it up. It only lasts one round. Well, I don't know what to do if I can't see anything. Do you have anything that could disperse the cloud? Or do you even want to do that if you know that the mantles are coming? I don't have anything that can do that. Would you like to move? Where? Out of the cloud? On the other side? Towards the alley? So that the copper mantles can get me? No. The way that the cloud is oriented, you could probably get into the alley without the mantle seeing you. Fine, I'll go do that. Okay. So you get out the other side on your way through the cloud. You don't 
see anyone. The, the, the fog is too thick. Um, on the other side, you see that Scar is putting a hurting on this other bodyguard. You see the other bodyguard is lying on the ground, and you see Staff is right on the perimeter of the cloud as well. So, does that change anything about what you'd like to do? No. Not, I mean, an attack the bodyguard. I thought the bodyguard was dead. One of them is one of them is down. You can see that Scar is um, fighting the other bodyguard currently, and it's not looking. Okay, fine. Then I will attack that bodyguard then. Okay. It's a wisdom saving throw. Okay. What's the spell save? Fifteen. Yeah. It does not make it. <laughs> okay. It's going to be 2d12 damage. Lord. What, what spell are you casting? Toll the Dead. 2d12 necrotic damage. It's going to be a 9 and a 12. 21. You say a 9 and a 12? Yes. Uh, can, this is the first time you've done Toll the Dying, so can you describe what it looks like? So it's I point at a creature and it sounds like the sound of bells fill the air to uh, announce that death is coming, essentially. Don't see much, but you hear the bells and whoever it is aimed at feels a very cold chill in their heart as they know their end is near. Do you gain life from this too? No. Okay. Uh, as you are casting a spell, Drew, when the bells are ringing... Uh, your vision goes dark. And it's you and the bodyguard now. Scar is gone. Saf is gone. It's just you and this bodyguard in the soul void. Cool. As the final bell tolls and you are completely in the soul void now, uh, you can see the immaterial soul of the, the bodyguard coming out and being freed. It turns to look at you, you think there's not really a face, so to speak, um, but it it's weird. It, it, it feels weird. The, the soul that you're looking at doesn't feel like it's the soul that belongs to this bodyguard, but it does, but it also feels like there's too many Hate that. Gross. Send that back. It, you think, looks at you, and it says in a wispy voice as it's looking at you, it doesn't seem like it's angry or sad or happy or anything. It just says, You are far from those who stayed behind to protect this plane. And it lingers for a second, and then it floats up into the soul void to be... Uh, with the other souls in this domain. In the good soup. In the good soup. I imagine you're pretty confused. You blink your eyes and then all of a sudden you're back in the alley. Is the bodyguard's like body still there? Or is that gone too? Bodyguard's body is there. Creepy and weird. I have to have a conversation with the shepherd about that most likely. So that was Drew's turn. Uh, bodyguard doesn't get a turn because he died. Um, <laughs> Saf, it is your turn. You're on the edge of this fog cloud, and you saw that Drew just came out of here and rang some bells and killed this bodyguard. <laughs> bells were really loud, and this dude just dropped dead. It was fucked up. 
You're not quite sure if Drew's dipping into Bard at all, but I'm pretty, you're pretty sure that's a Bard thing. Not only Bards played music and people died. That's fine. Does anyone look hurt at this point? Uh, Scar looks like she's got a little cut in her thigh, but other than that, everyone's looking alright. And this doppelganger is where? You do not see a doppelganger around. You see a fog cloud and you see an alley in front of you. You can kind of hear some shouting behind you, but it's kind of far away. Okay, I guess I'm going to make my way... Downtown. Walking fast. Faces <laughs> pass. You're homebound? Homebound. <laughs> um, I'm going to... Is the shouting happening coming from the direction that the mantles were in? Yes. Okay, I'm going to walk the opposite direction. That would be down the alley. Do I know where they went? Would you allow me to roll the history? Do you know where? Or Drew or... Do you know where who went? Drew and... You can see them. Scar- oh, I can see them. Okay. Um, yeah, they're, they're on the other side of the... Um, they're, they're on this side of the, the fog cloud. All right. I'm going to walk towards them. Okay. You're all right there. You don't see a doppelganger. I mean, you all can fall out of combat if you want. Figure out what you want to do. Talk to each other. Ah, fuck. That's not good. Hmm. I mean, what did you do? What did you guys do? We should get out of here. <laughs> uh, the cops are coming, so I suggest we all get the fuck out of here pretty quick, actually. So Yeah. Yeah, that direction. And I point the opposite way that the yelling, yelling is coming from. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Okay, here you go. Let's go. We're running from the cops again. All right. You, you run down the alley and you uh, hear the shouting stop after not too long. You turn a corner and, you know, um, find yourselves in another side street. But you eventually make your way back to the main road. And you hear a voice behind you. Uh, it's Saf. Why'd you guys leave me behind? Why didn't you? Who's that? No. And that's where we're going to end this week's episode. No. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Legends of Lanamora podcast. I had a great time DMing. I hope my players had a great time playing. And I hope that you, listener, had a great time listening. (gasps) The legend tonight is going to be... I think it's got to be Drew for having that high perception. Like, you knew... You knew at the yeah, you knew good. at the beginning of this campaign that I was going to try and fuck with you all in ways like this. And you were like, you know what? High perception. I'm not going to deal with that. <laughs> I'm your wife. You can't keep anything from me. You can't keep anything from me. I know all. <laughs> at the lull this week... I think it's going to have to be Saf. What? Um, no, babe. You deserve it. <laughs> for being for being pretty sure that I know where that other bodyguard is, I can I can make this knowing that, you know, Scar and the bodyguards were fighting each other and moving around. You almost hit me in the face with acid, I'm just saying. Do you almost <laughs> hit me in the face with acid? You're fine. Sleep in your armor. But did you die? <laughs> so anyway, if you if you have different ideas about who the legend and the lol is, you can reach out to us on social media, right, Nicole? 
You can on Twitter at Lanamore Pod and at Novi underscore studio. You can go there and talk with us. Or if you want to talk to any of us personally, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at underscore Nova Gamer. I'm at Narada Good. And you can find me at underscore Squid Toaster. We also have a website, uh, novistudio.io. Ton of cool stuff up there, like an about section where you can get to know us, artwork, and our merch store. Our merch store! We have shirts, we have mugs, we have stickers, we have everything you could possibly want to own that wraps Novi, Legends of Lanamora, City in Snow, Let's Talk About It, and What's What with Dilly and Dally. Also on our merch store, you can find digital downloads of our mini prequel campaign, Into Depths and Darkness, set 10 years before the events of Season 1. Find out what really transpired between Dr. Milo Thornburn, Kelvin, and Mara on tour. We also have the homebrew pact of the Shepherd Warlock worksheet if you want to follow along or use it in your own game. We'd love it if you could leave us a quick review on your podcasting platform of choice. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so stay tuned! Yep, stay tuned. We've got a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming down the pipeline, but the stuff that we don't have coming down the pipeline and is currently just out in the world in general. Uh, we've got, you know, The City and Snow, our sibling podcast, uh, set 127 ages in the past uh, in the same world. Uh, it's a lot of fun, a lot of hijinks. I don't want to get too much into it because I don't know what episode just released. Uh, but anyway, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Uh, we've also got What's What with Jillian Dally, the talk show to talk about, featuring Nicole and Emily here. <laughs> also, Lex Talk About It, hosted by our good friend Lex. That's an interview-style talk show that's always comical, sometimes emotional, but always educational. Uh, stay tuned for some new projects we've got coming out uh, at the beginning of 2022. 2022 is going to be lit. It is going to be lit. I think I feel like we're we're close enough to it now to start getting excited for it. We're only a month and a half out from 2022. About by the time this episode comes out, that's wild. Yep. So anyway, check it out. It's going to be sweet. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Legends of Lanamore podcast. I hope you enjoyed. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Let's be legends. Let's be legends. Let's be legends.